Welcome to the Cap City Offers Podcast. This is episode 210. You've got Chris and Brian, and today we're going to talk about a couple things going here into uh, summertime. First being you know, smaller concealed carry guns that are still very shootable, very fightable with, and then some of the new weapon lights and things that are on the market. Uh, even though we do have extended daylight, uh, when it does get dark, things tend to get rather froggy during the summertime at night. Amen. Yeah, I mean, you know, if anybody wants to flash, it, it, summertime in general, um, you know, it, you you see an increase in crime, you see an increase in heat, increase in crime goes hand in hand. Um, so just call it bad behavior in general. But we'll, we'll get into some of the uses for some of these new toys here. Um, small guns. I, we're yeah. not, guys, this is not going to be, hey, this is what's new and exciting on the market. These guns have all been out for multiple years now. Uh, but we're finally seeing enough people carrying guns like P365s uh, from SIG, P365Xs, XLs. Even even the macro is a smaller gun. Um, it's a G19 length gun, but it holds 17 rounds. Uh, considerably thinner. Considerably thinner, considerably easier to carry, quite a bit lighter, and, and still very shootable. Um, so, you know, some of the new guns from SIG... You know, initially when the P365 came out, what, five years ago now? Yeah. Uh, any, almost five years ago now. Uh, the P365 was an unmitigated disaster as it came out just because of the spring issues with the gun. Uh, SIG went through four or five iterations of spring and firing pin combos and stuff like that. And this is stuff we've talked about a little bit. Uh, those, those issues, I think, are past us probably by a solid two years, maybe even three years. Um, the P365XLs, we're not aware of any issues with those guns whatsoever. We've got a bunch of our peers running them and beating on them. Um, and some of the guys have actually transitioned to that gun as their full-time carry gun. Uh, I don't know that I'm ready to give up a little bit bigger gun, simply because there's a little more place to put meat on a bigger gun than there is on a smaller gun. Um, but P365XLs have been selling like crazy for us. That's a gun we can't keep in. Um, the P365 macros in the right configurations, uh, the Spectre Comp um, seems to be more of an IG gun than a gun anybody else really cares about. Uh, the comp on that gun, I don't know what it's buying you with a 3.1 inch barrel if you're really getting much recoil mitigation out of it. But the size of the gun gives you the sight radius, gives you a 3.7 inch barrel sight radius. Um, and, and, and maybe even a gun that carries, you know, a, a little bit better because it's a little bit longer like the XL versus the real short p365 and x yeah. um so looking at those guns they they shoot very well one of the things you you know you'll get into if you have small hands um and you go with that gun and choose to do something like the wilson combat grip modules uh the pointability is very very good uh the gun's kind of the grip's kind of round ish if you don't choose to upgrade to that so it can be a little hard to get on the gun and kinesthetically be aware of where your front sight is kind of intuitively or their appropriate reception versus its other competitor on the market that we're going to talk about here in, the, here in a minute too, which would be the Glock 43X and 48. Um, but, it, you know, the 365s and that family of guns, the kinks are out of them and have been for a couple of years. They seem to be working well. They sell well. And the guys who have them that actually shoot them um, are, are really liking those guns. The only place we're running into issues with the P365 series guns specifically are dudes with hands like yours. Yeah, guys with really big hands kind of lose that gun in their hands, um, and we've already seen some of the some of those guys come and go through that system of gun. Yeah, the Wilson grip module. If you have big hands, um, like basketball player hands, yep. Uh, the the Wilson grip module for the 365 series guns makes a big difference. 
mm -hmm. um, being a little bit more rectangular yep. than square shaped like the factory grip uh, helps prevent the gun from who I call yawing. Yes. Uh, because the factory grip is so <clears throat> short front to back, there really isn't a lot of room to get like the big part of the thumb in the actual palm of the hand yeah. onto the side of the grip. Um, so the gun tends to want to to yaw or to rotate um, horizontally, mm -hmm. especially under extended strings of fire. Yeah, trying to run it fast, trying to run it hard. There's just you you lose the op guys with big hands lose the opportunity to get a lot of meat on the gun yeah. because your hands almost overlapping at that point going around it. You have to do way too much with your strong side hand, and it's really hard to yes. integrate crushing the gun um, with the support side grip. Yeah, because I'm um, on that gun. Exactly. And and trigger finger placement on the trigger too becomes a little a little bit different, something you're gonna have to manage and figure out uh, because it is such a small grip. Having said that, that's also why it's ridiculously easy to conceal. It's very comfortable to carry, it's a little bit lighter weight, and you're not giving up much in the fight going to a twelve round gun or fifteen round capacity gun, or maybe even seventeen round capacity, depending on the mag, yeah. now that the macros are out. Uh, the additional, you know, one of the additional gains on that too is if you are doing the smaller gun, whether it be the ten or twelve round gun. Um, either one of those frames, you can still carry a 15 round mag as a, as a spare mag or a 17 rounds of spare mag. So got those of you looking at that as an off duty who want to have a spare gun or maybe even an on duty plain clothes, if you're allowed to run that gun, um, you can still carry a lot of fight on you. Um, it is a, it is a very doable thing. Um, those guns compared to previous small guns, um, punch way out of their weight class, both in capacity, but then also in um, they're very they're very shootable. They're, yeah. The triggers are good. The grip texturing is good. Um, the recoil is good on those guns. I mean, the springs seem to be tuned in on those pretty well, but not to a point where they're ammo finicky that we've been made aware of uh, or that we've experienced one way or the other. Um, you know, so if you're looking around out there right now going into, as we record this podcast in late April, um, you know, you're probably going to hear it in May. It's going to start getting hot in May and June. There's going to be some, you know, probably 90 degree days in June. And you're going to be wishing maybe you had something smaller. There are some solutions out there that are good. Um, the thing is you need to buy them now and get trained up with the gun pretty quickly. I will say they do shoot like the bigger guns more than any other small gun. And then you start going to 10 to 12 round capacity in a little gun in nine millimeter. They're pretty slick. Yeah. Uh, also with the SIGs very easily, um, uh, the Streamlight TLR 7 subs are available off and on for the P365Xs and XLs. Um, and optics are available, 507Ks, uh, and some of the new carry, EPS carries from Holosun. Um, it's the RMR, what's that? So the RMR RMSC, it's the, the little optic footprint. Yeah. Uh, everything just mounts directly to it. Um, so he has their Romeo Zero optics, which... The zeros okay for recreation, but not really for the, the combats. Yeah, the the Romeo Zero Elite, which has been out for about a year now, it, I guess is holding up pretty well. We've got some guys that have been running those. I actually, just had the conversation with a couple guys who've got a fair amount of reps and carry time with it. Um, the Romeo Elite Zeros are, are definitely an improvement. The Romeo Zero was a toy; it was a plastic optic. Um, and so, you know, I will say within the optic market, please be very careful around some of the 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 less expensive less well-known optics have just not proven themselves worthy durability wise um understanding the sig is made by holosun the zero was made to a spec the romeo zero was made to a spec which that spec was cheap um and and it is cheap 
it's also a turd from a, like you said recreational yeah. use only maybe switch it over to your 22 um uh steel challenge gun or something like that i don't know um along with that anything to add to the sigs specifically yeah i mean i've complained a little bit about the the size of the grip yep um that being said i've shot over a 285 twice on the cpd 300 call yeah so shootable gun. super shootable shootable gun yeah sh- it, it won't be the it won't be the arrow it'll be the indian still in this case it's just it's it's just not a full-size gun i mean yeah. that's just the way it is nobody's nobody's going out there shooting usp open class with us with an mm-hmm. optic sig p365xl yeah right because right. the, the big gun's going to do better um so going from that to a slightly larger version of a gun that's still very carryable the glock 43x and glock 48 um, the Glock 43X and Glock 48 are, are guns that Glock put out there, definitely more for the concealed carry market. Um, they, they did some things with the gun that probably are a combination of how they make their magazines um, and then also a combination of, of, limit, of trying not to limit where they can sell their guns. The 43X and the 48 both have the exact same frame, the exact same grip module or frame for that gun. They're literally identical. The 43X has a shorter slide with a three and a half inch barrel. The 48 has a longer slide with a four inch barrel. Um, the 48 is the exact same length and height as a Glock 19. It's just significantly thinner, like 0.15 thinner, maybe a little more than a tenth of an inch thinner um, through the slide and through the frame. And it is, it is, it definitely makes it more carryable. When you go to the 43X, I don't know that the 43X is necessarily any more carryable because it's still the same length grip as the 48 but they're both the the ratio of the length to the width of the grip makes the guns very very pointable um they're 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 just in the grip being longer being g19 length means the guys with big hands can get a full hand on the gun control recoil better probably get a better draw stroke and and a you know better hand placement on the gun initially better grip on the gun initially from the holster uh than with the older like just plain jane glock 43 but you're more almost doubling capacity with the stock guns. You've got a 10 round magazine, but because Glock makes their mags out of plastic and metal, it's a thicker walled mag and they limit it to 10 rounds. Um, I'm also guessing, I don't know this for certain, but I'm also guessing that part of the reason that Glock chose to limit it to 10 rounds is that it keeps them in a whole bunch of different markets where they have magazine limits, where they can still sell a 10 round stock gun. Yeah. So, you know, so based on that, if you're looking at, you know, wanting something slightly larger than the 365 X or XL, um, you know, this might be a gun to look at. If you have bigger hands, it might give you a little more room to get meat on the gun, too. And without having to change out a grip module or anything else, it gives you a little better pointability. And then when you get into this gun down the road, um, it, it, the the MOS versions of this gun, super optics compatible uh also super flashlight compatible again there's a streamlight tlr7 sub for the 43x and the 48 mos guns um again same frame so either one the light will that sub will for the glocks will work yep. with either one of those um the probably the most interesting thing about this about the 43x and 48 is that shield arms came out during covid with a mag solution of a metal mag that gave you 15 rounds capacity in the gun without changing anything other than that in the mag catch you do have to change the mag catch out because they're metal mags. They'll chew on the Glock mag catch, uh, and eventually you will start to have malfunctions. Not a, not eventually. You will quickly quickly start to have yeah, malfunctions. Yeah, true enough. Yes, yeah, so, yes. Any sooner in than and you out want. of the magazine. Yeah. 
So the MagCatch, having said that, is like a $29 part. Um, it's a little bit of a pain in the butt to install, but it's something that's eminently doable. If you want us to do it for you, we can. Uh, also be aware that, you know, there's some, every once in a while, there'll be some institutional inertia where, uh, we, for example, we had a local police agency that had a couple of officers jumped on the shield mags fairly early on, went in to do quals and stuff like that. And, and to, to my chagrin, um, apparently hadn't shot the guns enough to realize that they were going to have malfunction issues with the early versions of the shield mags. The Gen 1 mags were definitely not reliable. Combined with not changing out the mag catch to a metal mag catch created just absolute mayhem with some of these officers carrying these small guns as backups or as off-duty guns. And so a number of different agencies nixed the G43X and the G48 or nixed shield mags without realizing, you know, maybe what the problem was early on. Um, you know, so if you're with one of those agencies that says, hey, this gun's a no-go, um, you know, maybe talk to your ordnance section, your training section and say, hey, you know, it, it, with the newer 2.0 version magazine and with the metal mag catch from shield, I don't want to speak to other mag catches. Don't think because you bought a um, blinged out gold mag catch from, from something store that rhymes with clock that rhymes with clockstore.com yeah. um there, there are a lot of spec issues with some of those other aftermarket companies um if you've purchased you know a, a blinged out mag catch it may not work with the shield mags because it may not work with any of the mags because a lot of those are out of spec the shield arms version works brilliantly with it's, the shield arms mags yeah the shield arms mag catch is actually made out of steel yep um to work with the magazines uh, they're They've, Shield Arms went through, what, three different versions of the three, MagCatch? Yep, four yep. different versions of the MagCatch? At least three, yeah. Um, their initial ones were aluminum. Those got chewed up almost as bad as the plastic factory MagCatch. Yes. Uh, so finally they went to a steel MagCatch, and that seems to have solved all those kind of problems. Absolutely. So when you get into you know the Glock 43X and the Glock 48 systems, you've got something a little bit bigger than a P365XL from a grippling perspective. Um, curiously enough, exact same grip length as a Glock 19. Again, just thinner. So from a concealability perspective, um, a, a little bit easier gun to conceal because it's thinner, uh, a little bit lighter gun, and a little bit easier gun to manage, but but not dramatically different from a 19, which is generally pretty carryable. I mean, it's been a, one of the most popular carry guns for 30-some years. So the MOS versions being optics compatible, flashlight compatible, uh, being able to push that gun to 15 rounds in a reliable aftermarket system that, and again, we've got a couple years now to bear that out. Um, brilliant option too for going with something small but not tiny. Um, you know, my my I'm wearing gym shorts uh, to mow the yard in kind of gun. It might be might still be that little 380, whether it's a Sig 238 or whether or an LCP, yeah, or an LCP or whatever. Um, but if you want something that's a little more gun, a little more ability to do work, uh, then going to some of these small er small ish not big guns uh, there's some brilliant stuff out there there are probably some other guns that fall in this same hole in the market uh, that are a little bit newer or the brand and the mod the, the design makes me uncomfortable i'm not a fan as everybody here knows springfield armory plastic guns do not give me warm fuzzies um, the hellcat uh, we've had mixed reviews of the hellcat we've had some guys that said it's brilliant we've had some guys that you know just didn't really care for it and ran into some quirks with the gun um, it's not something we've ever really taken seriously because Springfield plastic guns to this point aren't to be taken seriously yeah. um, And we'll just leave it at that uh, the sh uh, Shield plus yeah shield plus from Smith & Wesson. Yep new gun um, Same basic operating system same basic top end 
but with the plus smith went into the 2.0 world with that gun and the new pluses are all generally shipping with smith's new flat face trigger um the pluses are also 10 round with a short magazine 13 round with a long magazine so they've made them a double stack gun that's still super super concealable um, fits all the same previous shield holsters and stuff like that so if you're already running a shield and you wanted to upgrade to a plus for more ammo capacity uh, that's great also they're all optics ready um, the grip texturing is the aggressive 2.0 texturing on it it's just a relatively new gun so we don't have the guys out there that have you know a, a minimum of a thousand or a couple thousand rounds through those guns in any significant numbers at this point uh, but everything we're seeing so far is positive and again you're getting into a shield that's maybe a slightly wider in the grip um, but in general the same size as the old shield which was a large small gun yeah um, this fits right in with the g43 x48 and the p365 xl um, so you know I, I think that's got, i think there's a lot of opportunity there if the smith turns out to be reliable and i don't really have any reason to believe that it won't um, it's just not quite proven yet what else out there falls in that hole that you can uh, think of? I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, the Smith & Wesson, the equalizer. Okay. Uh, if you've got you know, wrist issues or forearm strength issues where running, racking a slide, especially on the smaller guns, Yeah. Like the slides are stiff. Um, you know, the 365 X, 365X or XL, um, those slides can be really hard to run. Yeah. If you, got, you don't have a ton of the grip strength, or forearm strength, you know, whatnot. Um, the same with like a 43X or a 48. Um, those slides tend to be a little bit easier to run. Yeah. Um, but they're still pretty stiff. Um, the equalizer is kind of the new, the 2.0 version of the Shield, e, or the Smith & Wesson Shield EZ. Yes. Um, so it does have that very easy to run and rack slide. Um, makes it, you know, maybe not the best gun from a all the options for holsters and things like that perspective mm -hmm. um, but it does definitely fit a place in the market absolutely um any orthopedic issues arthritis etc advanced age just loss of strength yeah. lots of muscle mass uh that's a gun that's been that's taken a big chunk of that market share for good reason um it is currently we're only seeing it in nine millimeter the where the shield easy was a 380 also gun i i would assume smith will get the equalizer in nine millimeter at some point um in, in I mean, the 380 at some point. At some point. Um, additionally, that is a gun that they you they they have it available with a thumb safety if you feel like you need that. The gun doesn't need it. It does have a grip safety as well. Uh, but if you want the thumb safety, it's actually functional and in the right place, which a lot of companies put these safeties in small guns that are useless, um, and they create more problems than they solve. The equalizer also fits in Shield EZ holsters. So if you were previously running one, uh, you're gaining capacity because the Shield EZs were eight plus in most cases. Now the new ones, the new Shield, the new Equalizer is a double stack magazine. So you're gaining a couple more rounds of capacity there as well. Um, and again, the grip texture is a little more aggressive, a little bit easier to hold on to. Uh, interesting gun for that specific niche. Uh, if you don't have grip strength issues, I don't know that I would necessarily say chase that down because of limited options for accessories. Yeah. There are holsters out there, just not a ton of them, and I don't know that there will be because it's such a niche device. Yep. Yep. Um, so, yeah, in small guns out there, guys, there's there's uh, there's some, and I'm sure there's a few other guns that are newer guns on the market that we're missing. Um, you know, some of the 3.6-inch barreled or 3.5 to 4-inch barreled but still double-stack guns that are Glock 19 size, like 
Smith & Wesson does a 15-round compact that's available as a 4-inch or a 3.6. It's still essentially a Glock 19 size gun. Um, the PDP from Walther, they do the PDPF, which is supposed to be the ladies' version of that gun. Um, that, that gun, again, G19 size, fairly, very slim grip, very easy gun to get a hold of for those of us with small hands. Uh, a little bit shorter, 3.6-inch barrel. Still not as small, though, or as thin as the 43X48 and P365 combos. Uh, still doesn't fit that almost single-stack dimension, you know, that we're used to seeing single stacks from, say, a few yeah. years ago. Um, neat guns. Again, holsters. Good luck. That's a challenge. Um, you may end up going to a little bit bigger holster for a little for a for the larger size version of that gun, and that's that's a thing. That's not bad. It just is what it is. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So you know, if you're out there looking for something heading into summer that's a little bit smaller, a little bit easier to hide, a little bit easier to live with, there there are some options there. Um, you know, the other option is to look at your wardrobe and decide. You know, do you still need to wear size super medium T-shirts, or can you go maybe a little bit larger, or go to a legitimate dress shirt that's going to that's got enough body to the material to cover it up yep. and go on um you know Belt, I, belts still matter yeah belts absolutely still matter good holsters matter belts still matter the system still matters uh you know being an adult and wearing big boy pants um is, is probably going to be part of the game almost no matter what because even with the 365 um having played around with one and carried one around a little bit to get used to the feel of it and get some draw strokes with it um it's still enough gun especially loaded up with live ammo it is still enough gun that it, it's going to pull down a pair of shorts. It's going to pull down sweatpants. Um, so if you're looking to go Plaxico, you know, then get a get a fanny pack or something like that and, and go on. That's an option too. So, yeah, interesting yeah. stuff. Um, new lights. Yeah. Yeah. So um, on the market, starting with a, a ways back, going back to SHOT Show and maybe even before Surefire hinted last year at Turbos. Uh, increasing Candela dramatically, making a pretty serious attempt to catch up with the rest of the market. Um, they went about it in a weird way because they've always owned that pistol light market with the X300 Ultra, at least since it came out as a thousand lumen light. Yep. Uh, but they chose to push that out in a turbo format first. Um, they they took Candela down, or they took lumens down just a little bit, but pushed Candela dramatically. And in uh, the new turbos, the reports out on those are that they are definitely a, a probably a better mousetrap. Um, you know, it does give you a little more focused beam, a little more reach. Um, with a pistol light, a lot of guys kind of get you know, like, well, why do I need to be, why do I need a pistol light to, to be a 150 meter light or a 200 meter light? You don't. You need to be able to blind a bad guy at 15 feet so that he can't fight back as effectively. Um, and that's where that light is brilliant. Yeah. I like that word. In association with yeah. it's brilliant. I wish I could roll my R's. Yeah, the uh, the 365 or the I'm sorry, the X300 Turbo. Yeah, uh, we've kind of over the years many times run those right at 12 o'clock on long guns. Yes, and having the turbo option now, having you know that <clears throat> 150 200 yard light yes. with that focus hotspot would make a brilliant um, long gun light, especially on an SBR. Yeah, or a Pistol, pistol, whatever the hell. Yeah, they are whatever today. you want to call it. Whatever that is today. Um, yeah. yeah, when you got limited rail space and you want something that's truly ambidextrous, running that at twelve o'clock works really, really well. Yes, and it's the same. It's the same footprint, same size format, same form factor, just more output, um, more reach, etc. And again, when you go back to to a long gun or to an AR pistol or an SBR or whatever. Um, you know, now you have a gun that, that is, you know, legitimately a, a two to 300 meter capable device as a civilian in a defensive environment. Are you using it for that? No, 
But if I can, again, if I can get positive ID on somebody at maybe 50 meters or 80 meters or whatever, maybe on property or maybe, you know, in, in whatever environment, I don't want to point the gun at somebody if I don't have to. But if I have the light on it to identify them and that's my option, maybe that's my only option and it's way better than shooting the wrong person or shooting somebody that didn't need shot. And so putting out the increased candela, the increased focus and reach lets you identify a target further out and determine whether or not it's a threat. So that's a good thing. Um, I, the guys I'm talking to, I do not have a lot of experience. You've you've played around with one a little bit here and there. A little bit, but I haven't had any opportunity to run it, you know, low light yeah, and just, actually shoot with it. Yeah, just sneaking around the house, killing Canadians yeah. kind of thing. Um, and and that was one of my concerns is when you start going to increase candela, generally what's happened is the manufacturer's chosen to change the reflector system out to give you a spotlight rather than a floodlight and on a on on a close range light there are concerns about that how much how you've got your corona your hot spot but then what's it throwing off to the side and are you putting yourself in a situation where you're throwing this spotlight out there but you're giving up situational awareness outside the spotlight and in this case i don't think the turbo does that uh, we've got a number of guys that are that are LEO um, and some LEO trainers, and they've been using them since they first came out. Jumped on it early just to see what they do, and said that is not a concern with this light. It, it, it they didn't give up spill; they only added to the hotspot. So uh, solid invention, solid upgrade to that tool. Um, in their rifle lights, they've done the same thing where they've come out with turbos. They're giving them a lot more reach, but in the same form factor as the dual fuels. Um, and, and that's something that I want to play with and get hands-on. Surefire left themselves about three years behind in the rifle light world and now is making an attempt to catch up. The nice thing about Surefire is it's compatible with Surefire products like tape switches, accessories, mounting systems, yeah. and stuff like that. So that's kind of cool. Um, can't wait to play with those. Along the same lines, I, I know that like there's other brands doing some of this stuff, but there's only a few brands that I would say are working quality. Um, Cloud Defensive with their Rain 3.0s. Uh, the Rain 3.0s are are friggin' outstanding. Again, hundred thousand candela, um, and and not really giving up much in the lumen aspect of things. Still decent spill around the light up close, but the reach is just ridiculous. Yeah, and the the important thing with the Rain 3.0 is it runs on 18650s or a pair of CR 123s. It's now dual fuel, um, which was great. I mean that that was a. I know we had a lot of buyers who were. Uh, maybe work for agencies that provided batteries and they're like, look, I don't want to have to maintain, charge, etc., um, rechargeable batteries. Uh, so, you know, I get eight, I get CR123s for free. And so let's, you know, so then Rain, I think, heard that or Cloud Defensive heard that and made that change. Uh, kudos to them for being flexible with the market uh, and still maintaining the performance, increasing the performance, yeah. actually, and going to a dual fuel um, also, at the price point, when you start putting a Surefire uh, Turbo dual fuel up against a Rain a Rain 3.0 from a pure output standpoint, uh, the Rain's a better light. There's just no two ways yeah. about it, and it comes with the tape switch. You're not spending an extra 150, 160 bucks for the tape switch. Um, so you know that system, all told, I think is is a great value, especially up against the Surefires, which have gotten pretty expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so guys, when you start playing around these things, again, you're looking at a light that probably is literally a 400 meter light. Um, are we using lights at 400 meters to do work? Probably not. Um, if you're doing that kind of work, you're probably doing it with night vision and some probably pretty Tony, pretty expensive night yeah. vision on precision rifles. And, and you're either murdering people or you're, you know, or you're military, um, maybe police, special forces, you know, that kind of thing. 
uh, at this stage of the game when you can use it to blind somebody though and again get PID on somebody at a further distance this is a great tool for a patrol rifle for an officer or for a home defense civilian especially maybe in a rural area where they need a little more reach they need to be able to blind somebody and incapacitate somebody until they know yeah. they can determine the threat level um, pretty amazing tools pretty good prices along with that uh, some of the handheld lights the cloud MCH is pushing ridiculous candela on the new version of it too yeah, um, the new, the new, what is it 2.0 or 3.0 version of their handheld light is also yeah. dual fuel now exactly yep the new mchs are are impressive um one of our guys does some instruction at a training facility here in ohio and has gotten to play around with some of these high power lights out in a rural environment where they where it's dark there's no light pollution and seeing what the reach does and seeing how it, and then also seeing how it affects people when you pop somebody with it whose eyes are light adjusted in a force on force type environment um it 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 takes the or, fight or uh, even daylight adjusted or even daylight adjusted <laughs> as the case um yeah you know don't don't go giving your neighbor seizures with it or anything like that your buddies are fine but don't don't give your neighbor seizures they might have a problem with that yeah um but yeah there's some brilliant stuff out there again i said it again brilliant i almost rolled them um cool stuff out there the other thing too if you're law enforcement and you're looking at duty lights whether it's handheld or weapon lights that candela buys you if you work around vehicles, if you've ever pulled over a car with limo tent, or you've ever, you know, that kind of thing, um, it, it will burn through limo tent. It'll burn through that like 90% tent. Um, and some of the stuff that's out there on some of these vehicles, it burns through it really, really, really well. Lights up the inside of the vehicle really well. Makes it so the bad guy can't see what's going on really, really well and can't see you really, really well. Uh, so as a LEO, um, especially if you're doing vehicle interdiction or you're working B company or both, um, probably something to take a look at too there. So really yeah. neat tools, but just kind of, uh, you know, some couple things in the industry that we've seen progressing over the last couple years and, and the state of those things has proven itself. It has borne itself out and it's proven. Um, if you haven't made some of those upgrades to test them yourself, you can do it a little more comfortably now because I think this is, this is the new now. This is the new the new the new future is here yes yeah so cool yeah uh, on that note as we come across interesting things like this we try to get them up on our social media you can follow us along on facebook and instagram on facebook we're cap city outfitters on instagram we are cap city outfitters too uh, on our website capcityoutfitters.com you can find useful information such as how to do an ffl transfer or how to purchase a suppressor via our storefront over silencershop.com uh, also on the website, you can sign up for our email newsletter or send us an email to info at We will add you to the newsletter list. Uh, we're here in Hilliard, Ohio. We're at 4465 Cemetery Road. We're in front of the Aldi's. We're directly next to Louis Fusion Drill. Uh, we're here 10 to 5 Tuesday through Friday and then 10 to 3 on Saturdays. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for tuning in, guys.